Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. I'm sorry? Love Are you doing the show? If it's smooth jazz, then the Jazz Queen and Mike Reynolds are talking about it on Talking Smooth Jazz, the smoothest show on internet radio. Your host, the Jazz Queen and Mike Reynolds. Hello and welcome to Talking Smooth Jazz. My name is Terry, a.k.a. the Jazz Queen. I'm here with Mike. Whoa. Hey, Mike. Hey, Terry. What's going on today? How's everything going? Good, good. What's that in the background? Oh, just some a little music playing out here. I'm I'm out here at this new uh outlet mall out in uh, Clarksburg, Maryland. So I came out here to check this out today and everything. Yeah. All right. All right, well I'm gonna put you on mute because I'm getting some wind is it windy? Yes, 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 I'm on the outside, yes. Oh, okay. All right. So I'll put you on mute for a little bit. All right, if you want to join us in the chat room, please go to TalkingSmoothJazz.com and click on Darren Matamity's picture. That will bring you into the show page, uh, profile page, and below that is the chat room. The phone number is 646-716-5485, 646-716-5485. Saxophonist Darren Matamity joins us today with a brand new release called All About Love. He left the city, I want to move to Seattle, to live to move here in Vegas. Welcome to the show, Darren. Hey, thanks, Tara. It's nice to be here today. Great to be here. Oh, happy to have you. Happy to have you. Yes, uh, you left my favorite city, Seattle, to move here to Las Vegas in 117 degree weather during the summer. <laughs> hey, but it's a dry heat. Yes, yes, it is. <laughs> and it doesn't rain saying. on your barbecues. <laughs> Yeah, I know. We were talking earlier about how every time yeah. we'd have a barbecue in the summer in Seattle, it would inevitably rain. So I'm yeah. I'm definitely glad I'm here. Well, welcome. Welcome to the city. I'm glad you, you and your family are enjoying it. And um, so that's good. That's good. All right. So now this new release, All About Love, um, really nice CD you have here. So congrats on that. Thank you. Thank you. Now, why did you leave Seattle and come to Las Vegas? Well, um, there's a bunch of reasons. The, the main reason is that uh, was the weather. I was just I'd, – I'd grown up in Los Angeles a little bit and also Taiwan okay. a little bit, and we moved to Seattle when I was 11. So um, af- after that many years of rain, it's just time mm-hmm. for a change. It was a huge time for a change for me, and I wanted to try something new and – uh, for me, I felt like I had the Seattle scene pretty much wrapped up in regards to being I was the top dog in Seattle, and I just wanted to try a new place and, and try Las Vegas, so that's what I did. Oh, okay. Now, I also read, um, too, that the school, that you are a school teacher, you are a music teacher, and yes. that um, the school that you were at at the time, um, their program kind of changed with the music. Um, in terms of, yeah, it was, yeah, yeah. I think that was another big reason why I left because the school district uh, where I was teaching was a fantastic school district, and in fact, that's where I grew up uh, in Kent, Washington. And um, so I had great, great band directors when I grew up. Uh, I went to a great college in Eastern Washington called Central Washington University, and. Uh, then after that, I went to uh, Los Angeles and studied uh, composition and jazz arranging in L.A., and I ended up back in Seattle and started uh, working with the Kent School District, which was great because I knew everybody. Mm-hmm. So after about uh, four or five years of teaching there, um, I won the Teacher of the Year in my school district, and then I won yes. the Golden Apple Award for the state of Washington, too. Um and then I found out after I won those awards that I got rift uh, in, uh, in Kent School District, which was kind, oh. of, kind of was kind of shocking. Um, yeah. So 
I started looking around and um, found a job here in Las Vegas. Um, and after I took the job here, um, the the uh, school district said, oh, we found a job for you. So I could have stayed in Washington um, and taught at Meeker Junior High School, which is where I went to school. Um, but I ended up moving down here and I'm teaching at Walter Johnson Junior High School in Las Vegas. And, and that's just really a great, a fun, fun, fun job. Now, I'm, I'm, I don't have any small no. kids. Uh, so I don't have any small kids. So I don't have any kids in school. But where's that school at? Johnson is, uh, do you know where Tivoli Village is? Off yes. of uh, Alta and Bonanza, uh, or Buffalo, Alta and Buffalo. That's, yes. That's really where it is. So if you go from Tivoli Village and just go um, east on Alta, you run into Walter Johnson Junior High School. It's a great, really a great school. We're an IB school. Uh, so we're starting to get some really fantastic students uh, coming to our school, and it's a really diverse school, and that's what I really, I really love that about the school as well. Like you got every, every religion and every race under the sun going to that school, and and uh, that's kind of my niche. I love love uh, helping kids. Okay. All right. All right. Yeah. Sorry, Mike. Go ahead. Yeah. Now, 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 Darren, I was going to ask you, you know, with the move to Vegas, how did that, uh, how did the decision based on your musical career, how did that factor in as well, besides the fact that, you know, it was a opportunity to get a new job at a new school, but how musically did you kind of feel about moving to Vegas uh, as a, uh, I guess, because, you know, Vegas is not really known as a musical, uh, well, besides the fact of the, um, the casinos and things like that, the big major uh, things like that that they have going on. But as far as, you know, smooth jazz, is not a real big scene as far as smooth jazz. So how did that factor in as well in your move to uh, from Seattle to Vegas? Well, it's been it's been great, and it's been really challenging. So when I first left Seattle, I ended up scoring a gig with a casino in Seattle, and I was flying to Seattle every week. So I was up 50, 60 times uh, a year flying back and forth to Seattle. So Actually, when I left Seattle, my career even expanded more in, in the Seattle area. Mm. Las Vegas is really a tight community, um, and maybe saying click is it's a very clickish uh, community. So it's taken me a while uh, to really enter into knowing people. And now I'm doing a few shows here. I play the Rat Pack show, uh, and I sub for a, another saxophone player who's a great, great musician, Andrew Friedlander, uh, with the Rat Pack show. And it's just it's very challenging getting in here. And I think what you say about uh, Las Vegas not being known as a smooth jazz city is, is true. I thought that uh, it was going to be a, a bigger smooth jazz community because they had a smooth jazz station here. Um, uh, I know that the college radio station does smooth jazz, so that's, that's really a plus as well. And Seattle lost their jazz station. We uh, have one of the best uh, smooth jazz stations in the country, and and uh, one day it was just off, but you know how you can kind of see the writing on the wall. You can see things yeah. unfolding, and and uh, instead of being just uh, reactive to the situation, I just wanted to be proactive, and I had this opportunity, and and I took it. And I'm not going to say that it was easy to just. I don't want to say pack your bags. We packed up a couple of U-Hauls, and one of my best friends uh, drove me down here my percussionist from my band in Seattle drove me down here and uh, everything we took, everything we took our, our, uh, our animals. We took, I took my son and my daughter and my wife and my, my car and you know, pulled it by trailer. We bought a house down here uh, close to Summerlin in spring Valley. And uh, we really haven't looked back. It, it has been challenging. There are some things about Seattle that I miss. Uh, I especially miss uh, the biggest thing is I have a, a great group of friends up there that come to see me play all the time. So uh, I, I miss that. But you know what? Uh, everything is good. I'm, it's a good challenge. I'm definitely happy about it. And it's nice to wake up and nice to see the sun. Uh, <laughs> yeah. And, you know, we do have an annual jazz festival here. Um, and then Aliante really kind of stepped up for the last three years and have been bringing in some really nice um hosting some really nice concerts. And I just noticed, too, this past week, uh, Michael Linkton is now performing at the Red Rock. So they are starting to book um, concerts as well. 
But um, as I was telling you, Darren, uh, last week, you know, Boyd Gaming now has bought on Leonte Casino. And so now we're not sure if they will continue with the concerts next year at Alliance. So we're hoping they will. Um, yeah. But, uh, yeah. It, but, yeah. I'm not sure what's going to happen. And again, yeah. I, I would have to say that uh, it really is. Um, that's one of the challenges that I've had is uh, trying to get into the casinos. And mm-hmm. um, it, it's a little, I'll just say it's frustrating because I have 12 albums out. I've been on the national jazz charts uh, and my music speaks for itself. It's it's kind of challenging when you call up the casinos and they say, ah, no, 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 we're okay. We're yeah, because they, yeah, they do their own. Yeah, beyond Paul yeah. Taylor down here, there are no really, um, there are no people down here that are smooth jazz national acts that, uh, and Paul, that get national airplay. And Paul rarely performs here. That's the problem. He rarely right. performs here. Right, and okay. and that's the thing. So in um, uh, in Seattle, uh, I play at a place called the Muckleshoot Casino, and that's a phenomenal, phenomenal uh, casino and there's a huge fan base that comes out to see smooth jazz and uh, I think four years ago uh, I invited Paul up to play a Christmas show with me and people loved it so Paul mm-hmm. and I have played together uh, two or three times uh, uh, in the in the Seattle area though and he's just a sweet mm-hmm. guy sweetheart mm-hmm. super nice guy okay. and a great saxophone player he's got his sound now, how many CDs have you released since you've been here in Vegas? Uh, I one came out just as I was leaving. Two thousand nine was I'm trying to think here. I think three, to be honest with you. Two thousand nine, okay. I released uh, "Don't You Know," and then I released "Groove Horn," and maybe that was right when I was coming down here. And then I released uh, this uh, current one, "All About Love." And I'm working on another one and starting to use some uh, uh, musicians from Las Vegas, like Tyreek Johnson is going to be singing on a couple of my tracks. So some really good musicians from here are going to be enhancing what I'm already doing. And I have 11 tracks done already, so I'm pretty Oh, wow. Done. Yeah, I write a lot. I write music all the time. And uh, whether I write for my smooth jazz project or I write for my school, for my uh, students in school, at Johnson. So when we go to jazz festivals, we just play all Darren Motamity uh, original songs, and it's really great. Mm, all right. Okay, yeah. well, let's talk about the new release, All About Love. Tell us about the concept behind this. Well, um, I have to say, when I write music, I just write. And it, to me, it doesn't matter um, uh, really how it fits into a, an overall concept. My my whole feeling is if the song is good, it's going to fit into the concept of the time period. So I think my music has changed. Uh, well, I think it most definitely has changed since I released my first album in 1989. And uh, I think just as I mature and as I become a better saxophone player and a better arranger and a better writer, that, uh, that the music just follows along. So, of course, I try to do it a smooth jazz concept but uh, I think that one thing that most musicians that play with me they always say your music sounds so easy but it's really challenging there's a lot of chord changes in it which reflects my jazz background and uh, there's always something in the music that's challenging for the music uh, musicians that play with us so my concept was just to write write great music and for the next album, just write great music. So whatever comes to me, I just start writing, and I try to make that song as, as great as possible. So now you said that um, your music is kind of challenging for the artists or the musicians that play with you. When you write music, do you think about the musicians that, going to, that will be playing with you on the CD, or are you writing the music for the audience? Well, I try. Well, I write the music for me first. And okay. just make sure that, yeah, I think that's the most important thing is I just write things that um, that I enjoy playing. And then I think about, I do think about my musicians second uh, because when uh, we play together, I want them to enjoy what they're doing. And I mm-hmm. want them to find that my music is challenging. 
And I think that smooth jazz generally has this uh, uh, kind of a negative uh, tone with a lot of jazz musicians because they, they think that, oh, that's so easy to play. It's just a couple chords, blah, blah, blah. And, you know, it's it's easy. It's smooth melodies. It's There is no easy music, whether you play country music or rap or uh, smooth jazz or rock. It doesn't matter. It's, it's the quality of the music. I, I don't know, maybe Quincy Jones or Count Basie said there's there's uh, there's the only two types of music, good music and, and bad music, and that's what I think. <laughs> Mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. so I try to write music that, that I like, and then I do think about my musicians. I have a, a friend of mine that I've played with for since uh, 1985, and we, we traveled to uh, to Taiwan and did this uh, this uh, tour uh, to, to Taiwan. It was uh, an exchange from Washington State to Taiwan. And uh, <clears throat> so uh, when I was there, he said to me, he said, you know what? Uh, you always write songs that are um, that don't have enough changes to it. And so I went up to mm. the piano. I, we were done that night, and and I wrote a song that had just a bunch of changes. So um, I like to take the challenges that my friends have musically, and then write that way as well. Okay, all right. Yeah. And who who are the musicians working with you on All About Love? Oh well, um, most of it is is me. So um, I did uh, most of the backing tracks. And then uh, I have a friend of mine who works with Fred Hammond in Chicago. His name is Dwight Goodman. He goes by Donye. And uh, so he's been working with Fred Hammond in Chicago. And uh, so he did uh, a lot of the arranging for me. So once I write, he kind of takes it and he'll take a lot of my tracks and he'll change sounds. and then uh, the other guy that really did a, a great thing for me is Charles Jones, and he wrote the vocals to it. So, uh, so uh, when I when I gave him the song called "You're Incredible," uh, he took it and he said, "Oh, Darren, I love this song." And then he wrote vocals, which was a tribute to his wife and his marriage, and I just love it. I just love it. Oh, so, okay. Yeah. And then I, now, I had another friend. Darius Woolrich uh, from Seattle, mm-hmm. who's a great keyboard player and, and a great singer, and he came into the studio, and uh, we went to John Raymond's studio in Redmond, Washington, and John is Kenny G's guitar player. So he's been really instrumental in uh, helping me to produce my records and helping to mix my records. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Now, the, the young lady on track number four, Floetic Smooth, tell me about her. Okay. Her name is Porchante Flows, and uh, she's a, um, a spoken word artist from Seattle, Washington. And she would come up to, to my gigs all the time, and she would do spoken word, and she would sing at a couple of my gigs. And so I actually uh, wrote this song, Floetic Smooth, for my jazz band at Walter Junior High School. And, um, and we played it at contest, and we got a superior rating at contest uh, playing the song. But I loved it so much that I thought I can change this up and make it more of a kind of hip hoppy kind of deal and and arrange it for my Seattle band. So I did that, and then once I was finished with the song, I just thought it needed a little little something different. So she came up with the the words for Floetic Smooth and uh, came into the studio and in a couple of takes she had it all down. So she's a pretty outstanding artist as well. It's a nice track. Yeah, it's a nice Thank track. You. I'm going to start with that. I'm going to go ahead and play that. We're talking to saxophonist Darren McCamity about his new release, All About Love. If you would like to call in with a question or a comment, the number is 646-716-5485. This is Floetic Smooth.
the summer's glow. Inspired Miz is to flow. Every time sax man blows that cool. Melodically erasing my blues. This smooth groove got my jazzy heart taking flight. Floetic connection feels so right. The fusion, the orchestration, stimulating, demonstrating that real, that feel good. It's a poetic smooth jazzy connection. Feels like perfection. That jazz-tastic groove orchestrated to please. Living in the royal purple breeze. My mind's at ease. Darren Matamity's new release, All About Love. I like that. I like her her, her uh, vocals there. Oh, she's so cool. And I uh, I haven't listened to that song for so long. And uh, I'm glad you chose that because that would be like most most uh, people on the radio would not choose that tune. But um, after listening to it, I remember I played everything on there. I played the trumpet on there. Uh, all the trombone parts, all the trumpet parts, all the saxophone parts. And I played all the piano parts, everything. So I arranged. Wow. I arranged on myself. So, and since teaching at Johnson Junior High School, it's really, really pushed me uh, mm-hmm. to learn all the instruments that I'm teaching. So I had a student uh, once, and he said, "Miss Motani, can I ask you a question?" Said, oh yeah, sure. Said, "How can you teach me how to play the trumpet if you can't even play the trumpet yourself?" And so that struck me. And so I went, okay, I'm going to show you. And I learned how to play the trumpet. Oh, really? Wow. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's not hard. Like, once you know the basic concepts of music, it's not, it's not hard learning a new instrument. In fact, it's fun. Mm-hmm. It's really fun to uh, to play a different instrument. And instead of relying on all the same kind of licks that that we use as jazz musicians and that our um, 
really complementary of the way we play, it makes you think different, and and so you kind of play different, and it's it's just a blast. It's really a blast. Now, how big is your class? Well, um, at Johnson, I can tell you that I have 350 kids in my program. So um, my day is is pretty uh, full. I start at uh, I get there to school at 6:15. My first class is my jazz band class, and we go from 7 to 8. And then I have a class from 8.30 to run a block schedule. I have 10 classes. So I have Ooh. three beginning classes. I have uh, three intermediate classes. I have an, uh, a symphonic band and a jazz band. So it's it's a full day. Uh, it's a full day, and I'm telling you, um, teaching is a blast and it's a joy, but it, it is very taxing. To be a good I teacher, bet. you really have this to is put a, a lot in. This is a magnet school? Yes, we, we're an IB magnet school this year uh, and last year, too. So we're uh, we're trying to get our certification this year to uh, to be a, a full-fledged uh, magnet program. And uh, it's really nice because students choose to go to Johnson now, and they're able to go there. And our principal is really supportive of the arts. So our arts uh, departments have just grown. My my band has grown uh, a lot since I first started teaching seven years ago at uh, Johnson, and it's uh, it's pretty cool. It's a it's a fun school to teach, and uh, it's uh, it's a challenging school like every school. Uh, yes. There's challenges because I have 350 different personalities in my band. Yes. Yes. Wow. Now I've seen you perform at Gordon Biersch. Um, wow, that was a long time ago. Yeah, yeah. My uh, my good friend Pamela Black has uh, a oh, show yeah. on Sunday mornings at KUNLV, um, and so she hosts a Sunday brunch there sometimes. And I've been there um, when you've played. Now, do your students come and see you play? No. Um, well, I take that back. Last year I had a, a concert um, that was out in the summer area, and uh, yeah, I had a bunch of kids come out and watch me play. Um, but uh, I wish more of them would would be able to get into bars and casinos and and really see what we do as as uh, musicians. Because uh, when I train my kids, I'm training them to be musicians, not just mm-hmm. to be a little taste of what's it like to be a junior high school uh, musician. But I try to teach them about transposition and key changes and um, and how to get along in the real world. So. Um, and that's just because that's the way I learned. I, I knew when I was in seventh grade that I was going to be a musician. And uh, so it's fun. It's fun. Okay. So not not only do you teach the musical side of, of the business, but are you also teaching the business side of it? Uh, you know, I don't teach the business side of it. All I tell okay. my kids is you just have to be prepared. You have to yeah. be the best best musician that you can be and uh, one of my former students is uh, from Washington uh, just signed uh, with M1 Records in uh, Michigan and his name is Brandon Willis and he's been on the the charts um, occasionally so uh, he was one of the first guys that I started teaching privately in Washington and uh, I think he started with me when he was 12 or 13 and the thing that I loved about him is everything that I told him to do he did, and uh, and that's what and he became successful at it. Now he's a, a full time musician. He does gigs with me occasionally. Uh, he's traveling now. He does corporate gigs in Washington, and I love to see that. It just makes me so happy uh, to see my students succeed. And and I always tell my kids, I go, you know what? Someday I'm going to be gone. One day I'm going to pass away, and who's going to play at my funeral? You know, you have to, you have to be really persistent. <laughs> well, that's true. You know, nobody lasts forever, and uh, and truly, you know, I need, I need, I need you guys to be out there playing, and uh, you know, carry on not my legacy, but the legacy of all musicians. Yeah, yeah. All right, we have Miss Wanda Jazzy Lady on the phone. Hey, Wanda. Hello, Terry. How are you doing, girl? I'm good. I just called to speak with Darren. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> hey, Wanda. How's it going? It's fine. I just, I just wanted to let you know 
of course, everybody know I have all of your CDs. I I but saw I, that. I, I just found Square One, and I should have it this week. Wow, where'd you find that? That one is totally rare. Totally. Amazon.com. <laughs> wow. I think yes. that, that that album came out in 1992, and I think there's maybe maybe a thousand of them printed. Uh, and that was from my band Motoretti. So good. I don't even have one. I'm going to buy it from you. <laughs> well, <laughs> well, I'm going to have it this week. I just wanted to say when I first heard the tune Caught Up in the Rapture, it uh-huh. grabbed my ear and I had to get up. It was on iTunes radio. And I just wanted to see who was playing the facts like that. And when I saw it was you, I just pulled up your name and all the outlets and started ordering your music. Plus, you know, I came to your website and got them from you as well, and some of them are signed, Terry. <laughs> okay. <Aww. laughs> I I saw your post on Facebook, and I saw all those albums that you had, and I was just <laughs> it's kind of amazing just to see that block of there's 12 albums out there so it's kind of yeah. it's a a big uh line of work it's a, a lot of work and it's kind of cool Wanda was, was on top of that good. post as soon as i posted that that flyer she was on top of it i was like Girl. <laughs> I, was, I was on top of it because i've been trying to get his music out on facebook posting mm-hmm. different songs because i want more people to hear him. Mm-hmm. I want people to know there's, well, you know, there's tons of saxophonists, but then there are some that I just want somebody else to hear besides me. Oh, I sure appreciate you saying that. I, I really do, because I I think that sometimes we fall into this trap of listening to the same guys. Like, uh, well, I didn't want to say. I just have a uh, right, it's the same. Generally, it's the same five or six. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And and there's, I can't take anything away from those guys because they're all super super great artists. But I think that that's one reason that uh, smooth jazz has become um, less of an entity, um, especially when I lived in Washington. I just felt that that jazz station there was playing the same thing over and over and over and over again, mm-hmm. and uh, yeah. people get bored. You know, I'd, I'd right. like to listen to old Crusaders again, and I'd like to listen to the new guys that I haven't even heard of. I, I think that's why um, internet radio and, uh, and like Terry's Terry show is so great because she grabs people that aren't necessarily um, known anywhere except for a, a local local area, and, and that doesn't mean they're not great musicians. It's just that's where the business of music comes in. Some people are able to uh, gravitate down that road uh, and find find the way into that click of the top musicians, or there's an agent that's the top top music agent, and they're able to get those people into the, into that position that they can be on national tours. So it's who's it's who's seen the most, you know, people that that get most airplay and people that are seen at, at uh, jazz concerts. Uh, and festivals, they're the famous ones because they're famous. Why? Because they're they're seen more than anybody else. Yeah, that's so true. And and, and it's funny that you know we kind of got into that subject because you know me and Terry we talk about that all the time, you know, and everything like that. And that's why the main purpose of this show was for artists and unknown artists and artists that kind of got a little name to kind of get get more exposure, and and also for fans like Wanda and other fans to get exposed to their music as well. You know that's very much needed in the industry right now. I I think so too, and and I think that's why the industry uh, ended up failing, uh, is because the whole smooth jazz thing got watered down. Smooth jazz is not uh, Lionel Richie. Smooth jazz is is jazz instrumental pop, you know, contemporary. And I think the lines got blurred uh, of that. Um, and it's because of also the the big corporate jazz houses that used to. Uh, dictate what what local jazz stations would play, and some mm-hmm. local jazz stations saying, "Well, this is what we want to play here," 
I think people fell into the trap of, of uh, corporate jazz markets and, and what worked. And that worked for, you know, probably 50 jazz artists and everybody else was left out in the cold. Right, right. All right, Ms. Wanda, do you have any other questions or comments? No, I just want to know when is the new release because you know I'm going to have it. <laughs> um, it is, you know, I'm hoping to have it done this summer. Uh, I'm, okay. I'm cur- currently writing uh, uh, a couple new tunes and a vocal tune with some people in, in Los Angeles. So, but Wanda, uh, you should get on Facebook and send me your uh, send me a private message and send me uh, your email and I'll send you uh, one of my new tunes. I definitely will. I definitely yeah. will. And I just want you to know before I hang up the Relax Your Mind CD. Oh. Is really, really, really relax your mind. <laughs> oh, you know I love that you love that tune and uh, and the words are relax your mind, your body and soul. Mm-hmm. Love is unkind. That, you don't want to grow old. CD. I just sit and listen to it, and I was like, oh my. Wanda, <laughs> mm. uh, <laughs> thank you. Just you know, making me misty here. Seriously, it's so nice that people enjoy that and and it it makes people feel good and that's what musicians do. I I uh, grew up in my life. My grandfather was uh, an ambassador from Iran to Canada and he was on the first United Nations. Uh, he was super famous in Iran and, and my dad became a pediatrician. He was a doctor. So my grandfather was helping people around the world and my, my dad was helping uh, children to heal and and I was always thinking, what can I do that can be helpful to the world, like my my father and my grandfather did. And and music was was my outlet that makes people happy. So that's so I'm I'm super thrilled that you you love those albums, Wanda. I love every one of them, every oh. one of them. There's nothing <laughs> bad on any of them. <laughs> I'm gonna go. <laughs> I'm gonna get off the phone and I'm gonna start writing another song. <laughs> do, do that. Do that. Well, you have a good day. I just wanted to let you know that I did find Square One and I listened to it on iTunes and I love it too. Yeah, that's a cool CD. I did that with a, a friend of mine with my band Motoretti, and he was an amazing keyboard player. And that was the last album that we. Uh, that's the last album that we did together. And, uh, yep, he's still a phenomenal musician. Uh, I'm just playing wow. with him. Wow. Wow. Well, okay. Well, you all have a good day. Talk with you later, Terry and Michael. Thank you, Wanda. Bye-bye, Wanda. All right. All right. Bye. Bye-bye, Darren. Bye-bye. Now, Darren, did you do you have a band that you put together here in Vegas? Uh, I do. I, I have a few guys that I've worked with. Uh, a few times. Uh, Joe Bergeron is uh, one of the guys that I play with all the time. He's a percussionist and a drummer, and uh, and he plays a, an Elvis show uh, at Hooters uh, in town. And uh, he's, to me, one of the most amazing percussionists I've ever worked with because he is just so, he's, he's very talented. He listens to my music. All the little, I have a lot of stuff that goes on in my songs with the percussion, and he just copies it. He's He's so uh, just detail oriented. And I just love him. He's a very very positive musician. Uh, I, I played with uh, Galib Galab. Do you know Galib? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I've yeah, heard of him. Yeah. I've, yeah. I've worked with him before. Rick Arroyo is another uh, solid percussionist down here. Uh, so yeah, it's again, it's it's challenging to put a band together and to play one or two concerts. Uh, when I'm in Seattle and I have guys that I played with for 25 years or yes. 10 years, that you have mm-hmm. that. Uh, I I know this might sound uh, odd, but you have that uh, trust that uh, not only are the musicians going to play and they're going to back you up and they're going to do mm-hmm. their best and you kind of feed off of each other, but you have that trust that they're your friends and they're going to support you and they're going to say positive things about you. And I'm, yes. I just love that. And when, when you have that environment where you know the guys in your band are 
are going to allow you to be who you are, then you can be who you are, and you can it, it actually frees you up. You don't have to worry about playing. You can just play, and, and the mm-hmm. good things you play, they're going to cheer you on, and the things that maybe you could have played better, they're just going to go, Here, you know, keep going. Here we go. Next song. Yes, yes, I understand. I understand. Okay. Now, now I do have a question too, Darnell. You, with you being in the business so long, how have you got accustomed to the uh, new way of doing music with all of the social media and things like that? Well, I think in in one way it allows you to be um, your own record station, or you know, you've got your record company, and and it really puts a lot more. Uh, onus on you as an inv- individual to you can be successful. So the chances of you being a, a Justin Bieber are there, right? Uh, you can do that. It's also um, it's also very very challenging because since I do teach music uh, five days a week and I'm there from six in the morning until four thirty every day, it makes it incredibly challenging to come home and then go, okay, now I'm going to A, write music, or now I'm going to promote myself. Uh, so it's good, and it's also harder. It makes it harder. So getting a record company, uh, I think that the profitability factor uh, is a lot more challenging because they tend to keep your profits. So yeah. me, if I go to a gig, I can sell a CD and make 15 bucks. You do that with a record company, and you might make a couple bucks. So it's yeah. it's a it's a toss up, you know. It really is a toss up. I I wish that there were more uh, record companies out there that would um, would take me under their wing and and promote me uh, more and have a tour with me. But it's also it also gives me freedom. Like my first record company, um, we. Uh, with my band Motoretti, we did uh, really great. My my buddy and I, Bela, got up to number 17 on the jazz charts, and then instantly uh, the record company failed. Uh, so they went bankrupt right as we were going up the charts. And um, and they kept our masters. They kept all our master recordings, so we couldn't do anything for years. We were signed to this contract, and and, and it was clearly their fault. They went bankrupt. And uh, so, you know, having to rely on other people is is sometimes, unless you have the, the right record company, it's it can be a hindrance to you. Mm. Wow. So. Right. All right. I want to get another song in before we let you go. And I'm going to play Last Flight to Vegas. Tell me about this one. Oh, well, um, that comes from when I moved to uh, Seattle and I got my casino gig at the Muckleshoot Casino in uh, Auburn, Washington. And um, I play from 2 o'clock until 6 o'clock uh, every day uh, or every weekend on a Sunday. And uh, it was always packed. And then I would uh, I'd jump in my sister's car and we would uh, drive to the airport. And literally, I would get the the last flight to Vegas. It was an Alaska Airlines flight, 614. I'd get on the 9 o'clock flight, and I'd take the last flight out, and I'd get back here at like 1 o'clock in the morning. I'd fall asleep at 1.30, and I'd be up at 5 in the morning ready to uh, teach. So, uh, oh, wow. Fun. I know. <laughs> it was it was killer. So it was two years uh, straight of that, and it was it was incredible because my band got great because we were playing every week and the audiences were amazing and the, the casino was a great, great casino that I played with. And uh, so one night coming home from uh, from Seattle, I wrote that song on the plane. It just came to me and I started writing uh, with my computer and, and I finished the song before I got home. Oh, wow. All right. Here is Last Flight to Vegas.
Ronald Jackson from the Smooth Jazz Ride said about Darren Matamity's All About Love. Veteran saxman Darren Matamity's new release, All About Love, is a true example of how to move one's audience from one mood to another in a hurry. No stranger to stroking the smooth jazz groove, the saxman proves here that the years have been kind to his grip on the genre's heart and soul. Some artists feel their music as they are composing and playing it. Some just, some just come to the party already there mentally before setting one note to paper. For some reason, I get the vibe that Motamini belongs in that latter group. His passion is always obvious, his intensity alive and real. Take a listen to this one and see if you don't agree. You can read that full review on the smoothjazzride.com. So you just heard Last Flight to Vegas, and that is from Darren's new release, All About Love. All right, Darren, so where are you playing next? Uh, Well, actually, I'm going to Seattle on Friday and Saturday, and I'm playing with an Earth, Wind, and Fire tribute band. It's called Kalimba, and I'm playing at the the casino where I always play. It's called the Muckleshoot Casino. So we're doing two shows, nine to one, and uh, and it's been so fun playing with that group because I grew up listening to Earth, Wind, and Fire. Mm -hmm. I always wanted Earth, Wind, and Fire. and uh, so playing with these guys, just uh, it's so fulfilling. And we travel a lot. We we went to uh, Utah this summer, Oregon, all over California, Washington. It's it's just really, uh, it's a nice treat, and it's a, a great, great, uh, great band. Super fun. Kalimba, Friday and Saturday of this week. Okay. Now, do you have any? Are there any plans of of um, playing at Gordon Beers anytime um, in the future? Well, you know what? I would play at Gordon Beers because it's a really, really fantastic uh, venue. And mm-hmm. uh, but I think my last conversations with Gordon Beers were that they wanted me to have a, a female vocalist with me, and I just—it's uh, just not me. It's like um, it'd be like asking Kenny G. Well, you know, you'd be you'd be, you'd be a lot more uh, better off if you added a female vocalist and uh, and played that way, and, and that's that's not me as an artist. I'm a saxophone player, and I think the saxophone is the voice. So, um, so I don't know. There's got to be a venue down here that is uh, would cater to smooth jazz. Um, and there was one for a while. It was called the Blue Fire, and uh, I used to play there on a consistent basis. I'm just looking for a venue that that caters to smooth jazz. And mm-hmm. there, gosh, I wish Paul Taylor and I could do a concert together and and get a jazz club started up here. Oh, that would be nice. That would be nice. It would be. Yes. It would be really awesome. But in the meantime, you know, I've been doing a lot of Rat Pack shows uh, at the Tuscany Hotel. So I'm one of the okay. uh, the subs for the Rat Pack show. So you can just check my website out, com, and I always post my Rat Pack gigs. Okay. All right, cool. All right, well, Mike, do you have any other questions? No, no, the questions from me. I just uh, like I said, want people. I'm like Wanda. I want people to kind of check out Darren's music, and you know, we need to definitely help these uh, younger artists to get out there. You know, these guys they definitely need to be exposed to the fans and things like that, because definitely Darren has some great music. So, yeah. Wow. Well, I was going to ask you both a question, like why you why do you support uh, smooth jazz, and you just answered that, especially for guys that are are less well-known but still viable. And I just can't thank you both enough for having me on your show today. It's really a, been a pleasure and a great treat. Oh, well, it's been well, our well, pleasure. What, 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 Terry, yeah, and, and, I, and I guess we can both answer that question again. But, Terry, I guess, I guess you can go first and answer that question as to why we do the show the way we do it. Um, well, I started talking smooth jazz out of a passion for the genre. Um, I love the genre, and um, – I started in 2008, and it seems like right after I started it, all the jazz stations across the country started going off the air. So, uh, but I started for that reason. And as we went along, we started discovering all of these other artists, you know, that Mike and I never heard of, nobody else had ever heard of, and not just in the United States, but overseas um, artists as well. Um, so, you know, I have a new tagline for the show is, is inter- interviews with artists from around the world because we literally have interviewed artists from places like London and Africa. In fact, we have a guy, I have a guy coming up um, 
next month. He's from Uganda. He's a saxophonist from Uganda that I'll be wow. will be interviewing. So that's the reason why I, you know, I started the show. Um, my you. Yeah, well, like I said, the turn had already started the show, and then I came on, I think, a little bit in 2008 or nine. And uh, like I said, yeah. uh, my thing, too, just like with Terry, you know, I was familiar with going to the jazz festivals. And, uh, you know, like Wanda said, and like you said earlier, you know, seeing the same 10 to 15 artists. So as a fan, that's all I was exposed to. So that's all I thought there were out there. And uh, once I got with Terry and everything, and we, like she said, we started to interview artists from all over the world, you know, and it, and it started to amaze me at the talent level of these artists that we were uh, mm-hmm. getting introduced to. And it shocked me as well as to why they weren't as exposed as they were, even without yeah. the radio. You know, I mean, the fans don't know how much talent there is out here that they haven't heard of yet. And, uh, it was just amazing to me, and like the, we, we just kept doing it and kept pushing it, and after a while, you know, people started to find us, and uh, they would email Terry, and and Terry would call me and or email me like Mike, this guy's from, uh, uh, like like I said, Africa. We interviewed one young lady from Japan, and uh, we actually needed a translator for that interview because uh, the young lady didn't speak any English, and um, right. so it's it's just it's just amazing how much talent there is out here, but. We definitely want to try to keep keep going with this and everything. And uh, like I said, artists like yourself and other artists. We and like I said, and, this, and the one more thing too, that Terry probably didn't mention as well that some of the artists that we've introduced to fans, they're not new artists. These are artists that have been out since the '90s or since the you know early 2000s that fans mm-hmm. just haven't been exposed to. You right, know, right, we try right. to try to do something to help them out. And to, you know, get the fans exposed to these people. And, and sometimes we'll interview somebody and they'll be like, yo, I never heard of that cat. I didn't even know he was out for that long, you know. So it's just, in mind, it's, again, it's the love of the music as well. Well, that, I think that's amazing. And just exactly what you said is is so uh, relevant because I think that's what really made uh, smooth jazz become less viable. It was the same things every day. I could set my clock by when a Kenny G tune was going to come on <laughs> the radio in Seattle. I really could. It was the same thing. And, and so I I applaud both of you for doing this because um, you allow listeners the opportunity. Well, you really are detectives. You're going around and finding all these smooth jazz artists from around the world, and and then uh, delivering that to your your audience. I think that's fantastic. Yeah, thank you, thank you. All You're right, well, <laughs> let everyone know where they can find you on social media. Okay, well, I have a Facebook, uh, of course. Darren Tamity is on Facebook, and I have a Facebook page. And then uh, you can also go to my website, www.daramotamity.com. And uh, both of those are going to really tell you uh, where I'm playing and what I'm doing and when my new album is going to be out. And um, the tours with Columba and also with uh, the Rat Pack show here in Las Vegas. Okay, awesome. Well, thank you, Darren. It's been a pleasure talking to you. God, thanks, Terry. I, just, I can't tell you how much I appreciate you and, and Mike as well. Thanks, thanks so much for your great questions. Oh, you're welcome. You're welcome. And um, I hope to see you soon somewhere in the area. So I will be checking the website to see where you're going to be playing here in Vegas. And I'll have to bring Pam with me. We just have to come out and check you out. You know, I'm going to, I'm going to contact Pamela Black right now. (laughs) (laughs) We're going to, Pamela and Terry and I are going to have a party. That's right. (laughs) That's right. (laughs) All right. Well, thank you again, Darren. And you have a great day. Okay. You too, Terry. Bye-bye now. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. All right, that was saxophonist Darren Matamity. His new release is called All About Love. You'll find it at his website, darrenmatamity.com. It's also on Amazon. All right, Mike, do you have anything to add? Uh, nothing else to add. Uh, like I said, great interview again. Like I said, another artist that fans can be, you know, exposed to. And, uh, and of course, you know, yeah, I, I think we need to add Wanda has like a, a correspondent consultant for Talking Smooth Jazz, you know, because she – seems to know a lot more about these artists than we do too sometimes. <laughs> and, and Darren, you could probably hire her for as your social media person too. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I'm yeah. gonna do yeah, that. Definitely. I'm gonna definitely do that. <laughs> All right. Thank you again. You've been listening to Talking Smooth Jazz with your host, the Jazz Queen. And Mike Reynolds. And we look forward to talking smooth jazz with you again next time. Until then, keep it smooth. Thank you for listening to Talking Smooth Jazz. 
please visit our websites, TalkingSmoothJazz.com and Mastermind-Entertainment.com. Join our Facebook fan and group pages and follow us on Twitter at Jazz underscore Queen and The Daily Grind. That's T-H-A Daily Grind. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.